I'm Alex Morris. And I'm Taisei Fu. And we are glad to report breaking news. The Detroit Ooh. Red Wings have signed Adam Ernie to a two-year extension worth $2.1 million per year. And we knew going into this episode, well, as in like right now, there wouldn't be much to talk about. So a couple hours ago when I saw this signing, I did spend like a minute thinking, hmm, how can we turn this into like a deep dive on the Red Wings? But I've decided that we can't and it's not worth it. Wow. All right. Sure. Message received. Um, We won't. Yeah, there's not much to talk about uh, about Adam Ernie. That's too much money for Adam Ernie because, uh, well, there's a reason we've never talked about Adam Ernie on the podcast, and uh, that's because he stinks. So, uh, hey, he, he had a breakout year. Adam Ernie scored a career high 11 goals this season in only 45 games and 20 points. Wow. So, so Adam pace. Ernie is breaking out at the age of 26. Crazy. I'm excited to see what first line potential he has uh, moving forward. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was about to say this might be, in fact, the last time we ever hear of Adam Ernie on this podcast. I would not be surprised uh, of all the random NHLers there are out there. Uh, Adam Ernie, I wouldn't put him as a remarkable one. And uh, that, that's my take today on Adam Ernie. Not too remarkable. Pretty fun last name, though. I will now make it a point to bring up Adam Ernie as often as possible, just like I do uh, for Beck Warm now. By the way, Beck this Warm. is this week's uh, Beck Warm uh, name mention. Fun fact about Adam Ernie. Back in the 2013 draft, Montreal's picking 25th overall, and 11-year-old yeah. me wanted them to take Adam Ernie. True story. Uh, they went with Michael McCarron instead. Adam Ernie fell into round two. Uh, looking back on it, Adam Ernie, not a star, but probably would have been a better pick than Michael McCarron. Yeah, like there's a, there's a, there's a there's a that bar of better than Michael McCarron, um, I would say is an extremely low one for a first round pick. Uh, but uh, yeah, sh- shame for the Habs for not having picked Adam Ernie, um, because uh, who knows? Maybe now he would have that same contract with them had he played for the Habs. But uh, what a crazy hypothetical, isn't it? Wouldn't it be a wacky world if Adam Ernie played for the Habs? I can't even fathom that hypothetical. Yeah, well, anyway, let's move on to <laughs> after spending after spending how long did we spend on Adam Murray? Two and a half minutes. All right, let's move on Excellent. to a, a new piece of great news from this week, which actually is the most exciting one. Joe Thornton Woo. didn't retire. He signed uh, a one-year deal with Florida, league minimum. Um, you know, I someone made a, a great joke that was like, Joe Thornton chasing a Stanley Cup signs with uh, the two teams that haven't won a playoff round since the 2004 lockout, Toronto and then Florida. And uh, I mean, I guess, I don't know if you could say Toronto's on the up and up anymore, but Florida uh, is. And I really think even more so than with Toronto, Joe Thornton's going to be in and out of the lineup here uh, because they do have like pretty decent forward depth. And so I definitely don't see him, you know, in the lineup every night. And when he is, it's probably uh, like fourth line center, maybe even fourth line left wing. Right. So the thing about, you know, players like Joe Thornton, who are like, who have had, you know, great careers and are clearly on the, in the twilight stages is that, you know, they're great. You know, they, they bring some brand name recognition when you sign them, especially if they're cheap. You know, I think this is what, 750K. So that's. That's league men. If he's total dog shit and I don't know, he does whatever he wants. Uh, you can just bury his contract anywhere you want. Um, and, uh, and it really doesn't make a big difference at all. Um, but, but the one pitfall I would say really the only one is that uh, you play him too much. 
um, when you when you shouldn't be and you have better players up in the lineup. Um, when it comes to Toronto, uh, I think I think um, they maybe thought that he was more than he really was at the age of 41 last year. Um, and so I don't know. They, I, I heard that I remember that they uh, they plugged him in at the first line every so often, you know, playing with Matthews and like. I understand, you know, you can really put any scrub next to Austin Matthews uh, and Mitch Marner, and, you know, I'm sure he'll do great. But, uh, you know, first-line winger is not where you want to put Joe Thornton at this point in his career at all. Um, and so I think, yeah, just just as long as, you know, Florida leans on their on their younger players, which is uh, literally everybody else on the roster a bit more, uh, he could be a nice rotational piece, a nice depth piece. Uh, if, you know, if they ever hit the injury bug, he can plug in for, for a few nights. Um, but, uh, you know, it's he's chasing a cup. Good for him. He keeps uh, he keeps playing. It's a fun name to go to Florida. Um, but uh, if if he does end up playing meaningful playing time there, um, I think that is a red flag for Florida. Yeah, you know, now that Florida, now that like Sam Bennett is good and they just got Sam Reinhart, this potential group of twelve forwards is looking very deadly. Just like I don't have like line combinations or anything, but Barkov, Huberdeau, Verhage, Sam Reinhart, Sam Bennett, Anthony Duclair, Patrick Hornquist. Owen Tippett, Anton Lundell is uh, pretty likely to make the team. Frank Vitrano, Nola Chari, Joe Thornton. So we're talking about uh, like a fourth line of like Thornton and Chari Vitrano. That's pretty spectacular. And I'm I'm thinking like, hmm, you know, still trying to get my bearings on it. What's what's the what's our predictions going to be for the standings in the Atlantic? And Florida, I probably have them number two now, just behind like Tampa Bay. And of course, there's always the chance that Tampa Bay, you know, uh, decides to put, I don't know, Braden Point and Victor Hedman on LTIR all season long, and so their regular season's a little weaker. So maybe Florida will even win the Atlantic Division. Interesting. Interesting take on the Atlantic there. Um, I, uh, you know, I think the Sam Bennett thing, you know, obviously that was a, you know, he had a great season, especially like after he got traded to Florida. Uh, and, you know, I think a lot of that, you know, while well, does that top six kind of hold up, um, it really depends on is he able to, you know, sustain his success. If not, well, then you got to, like, then who's your second center? If Sam Bennett regresses to what he was in, you know, like, Calgary, um, which was, you know, all right, but not very good, not great at all or anything, uh, nothing like he was at the end of the season, um, then, you know, like, who's their second center? Like, obviously, Reinhardt. Markov at number one. Reinhardt? So thinking. All right. Okay. Now, Re- Reinhardt okay, played, okay. Uh, like, a fair share of center. I think, like, Bennett, if he does fall off, I don't think he's going all the way back to, like, as bad as he was in Calgary, but if it's like somewhere in between, he will be overpaid for the next four years, which isn't very nice. But the way their their forward group is made up, he could totally play on the third line, and they they have a they'll have a great top six anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so yeah, definitely a very well built uh you know forward core. Uh, aside from like you know putting them at second already though in the Atlantic when it's the Florida Panthers, and I know you know like shouldn't just buy into the uh the lore uh the the lore of absolute failure the last i don't know 20 years um it's the hard lore. it's hard to buy the in cannon. it's hard to buy in especially when you're talking about you know like you got two other teams there in like Boston and Toronto who have had sustained regular season success um uh, over the last i don't know 3 4 years and as for Toronto i mean like i don't think there's much to indicate that they would fall behind or or even Florida you know like fall behind Florida um or falter at all like I understand, you know, they had 
they had that big playoff failure, but we're talking like, you know, projecting regular season. Um, I still think that's a very well-built team. Uh, and I think they're in fact better built at the goaltending position than they, than they have been really ever uh, for the regular season. Uh, now that they've added Mrazic on top of Campbell. Um, so I think, you know, Florida, I think they're going to be competing with Boston um, for that third spot. Uh, and it's hard to pick against Boston. You know, it's hard to say that they're going to be the fourth in the division after all that, you know, that they got that top line. Um, and yeah, so I, I uh, you know, I think Florida second place, that's a bit of a hot take. Um, you know, we've got, we got the boy Sergey Bobrovsky still, you know, under that disgusting contract. And uh, it's hard to buy into any team that would, that has that kind of dead weight. Um, and, you know, the defense is all right. Ekblad has really blossomed in last year before he got injured. Um, and, and Uyghur's a very nice piece. But, uh, you know, that bottom four is all right. And, yeah, the goaltending, you know, do they can Because, you know, Spencer Knight, he's still a rookie, right? Um, did he play in the regular season last year? I don't remember. I think he played, like, four games. Okay, right. So, yeah, four games. You know, it'll be like, so, so then the question is, like, who do they lean on? Because last year they had Dreger, who they were able to kind of lean on. He was very good during the regular season when Bobrovsky wasn't. Um, and so, yeah, we're still talking about a 20-year-old goaltender, obviously a Lucha prospect. But uh, I still think that goaltending position is a question mark uh, just because, you know, Knight doesn't have that experience yet. You know, rookie goalies, uh, especially the very young ones, tend to go through their ups and downs. Uh, and you don't really have a solid backup because Bobrovsky is barely an NHL backup at this point. He stinks. Uh, he's awful. And uh, I don't really trust it. And so that's why I, I think second place for this season is a bit high. My uh, faith in the Panthers is entirely based on the assumption that they'll go with Spencer Knight as the strict starter and Bobrovsky as the backup. Because uh, Spencer Knight has never done anything that would lead me to believe he won't be a great NHL starting goalie immediately. Uh, his college numbers are insane all across the board. And then in his six NHL games so far, four in the regular season, he had a 9.19, and two in the playoffs, he had a 9.33. And remember, we were talking about how Florida might have pushed Tampa Bay to seven in that series and might have even had a chance of winning it if they if, if Joel Quenfield didn't decide to overthink and botch the goaltending situation, waiting until, like, game five before putting Spencer Knight into the net. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, but I think what we've seen is, you know, goaltending is quite the voodoo, and it is hard to predict your year. Obviously, you look at these indicators, like his college career, the very small sample size that he has in the NHL, and Spencer Knight, uh, probably one of the most promising prospects uh, in the league in terms of goaltending. But then again, year to year, it's so volatile at the position that um, I much prefer if you have a you know a solid backup option who may be able to take the reins, and that's why I think you know, the tandem approach, which we really kind of started to see over the years, is really the way to go. Like, for example, on the Leafs that I just mentioned, you know, if Mrazic uh, is injured or something, you know, you got Jack Campbell who... Was, was great last year. So, you know, putting all the chips on Spencer Knight, um, while, you know, it, 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 is not a, it isn't a bad basket to put all your eggs in. Uh, he is 20 years old. He hasn't had large NHL experience. And, you know, if it fails, well, now you're stuck playing Sergei Bobrovsky. And that is uh, to be avoided, to say the least. I think you might be letting Bobrovsky's albatross contract slightly cloud your your judgment of how good of a goal he is because sure he's bad he's not martin jones bad he's not getting some 900 save percentage every single game right he was like a 906 last year that's like pretty bad okay backup numbers that's that's an okay backup numbers and so if we're just talking about on ice performance in terms of someone for a, a goalie an experienced goalie that a, a rookie can lean on Bobrovsky, i really don't think is that bad of an option you just said lean on and Sergey Bobrovsky in the same sentence. Okay, lean and on. So I feel, how, like, how, how I feel like I must object. 
for for to step in in case of emergency. There are plenty of worse goaltending options than Bobrovsky. Ah, but you know, for a team like Florida, if we're talking about like challenging for second in the division, if there is an emergency, and this is not like you know end of the world emergency, we're talking about like what if Spencer Knight just struggles out of the gate, um, you know, carrying a much heavier workload than he's used to in the NHL because he's never had it before, um, and and then who do you turn to? And then it's Sergey Borowski. Now Sergey Borowski, for sure, perfectly acceptable, uh, albeit expensive, NHL backup goalie. Um, but at this point, he's a backup caliber goalie. Sure, he's a fine one, a fine backup, but. You know, for a goalie like Spencer Knight, you know, like when when at this point in his career, um, I feel like you know Florida should have had something more. But then again, it's hard to with that cap hit, right? So you can't really blame the GM for not having anybody. But like you know, when we're to, in terms of predictions, I I think it's kind of hard to kind of buy in all in onto this uh, Knight Bobrovsky tandem, uh, given what Bobrovsky's shown us and what little Knight has shown us in the NHL. If Spencer Knight does kind of falter, and if Sergei Bobrovsky uh, is really as bad as you say he is, then I guess it's time for this week's edition of who's this team's fourth string goalie that's going to win the Vezina this year. Uh, and so Florida Panthers minor league goalie Samuel Montambo with 25 games of NHL experience in 1819. Played 11 games, 894 save percentage. In 1920, Elite. 14 games, 890 save percentage. Samuel Montambo mm. is 24 years old. A third round pick in 2015. And uh, watch out for this guy. He's going to come out of nowhere as soon as all the Panthers goalies uh, suck and or get injured. And he's going to lead them to first in the division. Yeah, Samuel Montambo, a poor man's Beck Warm. Um, one might Poor say. Poor man's back warm. Exactly. Uh, so is that the name of this yeah, episode? Sure. Are we naming two episodes in a row after Beck Warm? <laughs> you you know it's the off season uh, when you've got second <laughs> of episodes named after Beck Warm. Uh, <laughs> it might any- very well become a reality. What's that? Who hasn't done anything? Beck Warm didn't do anything at all. No, absolutely. Yet, he's done n- zero things that are newsworthy outside of that small town <laughs> where he came from, where I got those news about his brother. Um, so his yeah. brother Will Warm. <laughs> yep. Um. So so that's where we stand. Uh. And yeah, but you know, like you know, just like talk about someone who is like relatively relevant in the news. Like Carter Hart just got his extension, and Carter Hart right off the bat looked amazing. Right, he had that great prospect pedigree and he had a great first season and then it's really just kind of fallen off since then it's gotten worse and worse and it was dog shit last year and so you know that's what i mean like you know goaltending is voodoo and you know it's nice to have multiples uh and uh i feel like florida does not so you know that's 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 where my kind of hesitance hesitancy comes from in terms of the goaltending situation but uh that fourth core is built and that's that's pretty undeniable yeah for sure uh man, I I I just mentioned Martin Jones. I somewhat forgot, except didn't really forget that the Flyers picked Martin Jones as their insurance policy, yeah. policy to Carter Hart. Man, that's and they gave him two million dollars also. How how is that your choice? That was like day one of free agency. How do you look around and go, yeah, let's pick the guy who was dominant in the Stanley Cup playoffs five years ago and has had now had an exactly eight nine six save percentage for three years in a row. Yeah, he might. <laughs> really, I didn't know that. Um, I didn't know that either. I'm just looking at it right now. Lead, Eight, man. nine, six each season. Jesus Christ! Like you know, it comes to player evaluation. This is you just 
you know, scratching your head going, what the hell is going on? Because, yeah, what is going on? Like, you know, the Flyers is just uh, a very, very interesting offseason here. I mean, like, this is, a, that, this is a team that greatly overwhelmed. Uh, underwhelmed, I should say, uh, because of Carter Hart. But, like, you know, what did they do this offseason? They traded way too... But they got fucking Rasmus Ristolainen. Um, and Ryan and Ellis. They, Ryan Ellis, that's true. They got they did that Atkinson for Voracek trade, which I don't love for uh, for Philly. Like, you know, like maybe Cam Atkinson picks it up here, but I don't really see that happening. And then, yeah, this goaltending situation is like, well, what the fuck? Um, if there was one team that needed a, a like a competent, potent like a very good backup to potential tandem starter, um, it was Philly heading into this offseason because uh, yeah, Carter Hart sucked shit, um, and he just got a new contract, just under four million. So basically, yeah, four million dollars. Um, I mean, you you had to resign the guy. This is your goaltender of the future. But in case it doesn't pan out, you should, this is a team that you know supposedly wants to try to make a push. Uh, you know, a lot of their core. This is a this is a core like you know like you got guys like Giroux and you know potentially Van Riemsdyk who are older uh, and you know Couturier is nearing thirty and so you know this this team isn't gonna I mean it's an up and coming team I guess but it it doesn't really feel like that ceiling is that high um, and so it, it feels like there's some sort of impetus to win somewhat soon and then to sign Martin Jones um, is uh, truly baffling and I can't help but get the feeling that they've they don't really feel like contending this year or trying to take a step forward because what have they really done aside from the Ellis trade, which is a step forward, sure, but all these other step backs is really like, well, are we have we thrown in the towel? Because Martin Jones for two million dollars kind of feels like thrown in the towel because well, what the fuck is going on with that goaltending? Um, it might it's might be the worst in the league. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the Flyers right now. I don't really see like an upward trajectory for them, like. Sean Couturier is in his prime right now. How old is he? He's like 28. Konechny, 24. Pretty much uh, kind of the same story there. A lot of their forwards, you know, in their 30s. Giroux, Van Riemsdyk, Cam Atkinson, Ryan Ellis is 30. So it seems like a team that maybe doesn't know exactly what its contention window is or is or is under the misguided impression that they're in their contention window uh, right now. So kind of um similarly to there's another team I'm, I'm, I don't remember who I don't, a lot of teams are probably like this where they think they're you know ready to contend uh but in reality they'll be playing Rasmus or Stalin in 25 minutes a night so uh they won't be and yeah as for the goaltending they have you know Carter Hart is just a big question mark and Martin Jones is uh well he's not a question mark he's more like an exclamation point right after right after the word bad it's bad exclamation point that's Martin Jones <laughs> and you know. I actually, yeah. I got to, I've got, I got to thinking like, I wonder if there's the potential for like the Sharks to bounce back with like Aiden Hill and James Reimer as a tandem now. Like, was Martin Jones that bad that the Sharks are actually like a bubble playoff team with confident goaltending? <laughs> I think that's quite the stretch, um, given some of the contracts on that team. You know, your your Vlasics and your Carlsons and even your, I mean, Logan Couture. Logan Couture is not worth that money, um, but. Uh, I mean, Martin Jones has so much negative value that I would not be surprised if uh, San Jose got a little bit of a bump. They are, well, but they are in the Pacific, so you know maybe that little bump jumps them to third place um, <laughs> because everybody else sucks shit. And if you know and nobody takes a step back and maybe a bit of a, a step forward um, from your guys like Hurdle uh, and like uh, 
his name? The winger. Ah, crap. Um, but you know they're, they're younger players. Better game. Forward. Timo Meyer. No, not Timo Meyer. There we go. Um, that's okay. what I was thinking of. Thank you. Is there a um, All I heard was winger. <laughs> oh, well, Vander Kane. We don't. We don't know what the hell's going on there. It sounds like he might be out yeah. the door. Um, very soon. But uh, yeah, like Martin Jones fucking sucks, and he is. Uh, so who's their third goalie? Now speaking of teams, we're just it's a third goalie season here. Oh. Um, because if Carter, if Carter Hutton's awful, which he might be, like he might be good, he might be very fine, he might have a bust by a season. Um, he's only twenty three, but he just he's been on a downward career trajectory since his first season, and so you know, kind of worried there. Question mark is a good way to put it. And uh, Martin Jones, yeah, exclamation mark is putting it nicely. I think um, he's just a big smiley face, uh, a frowny <laughs> face, frowny face. What am I saying? Um, so oh, uh, face yeah, is Martin Jones is a big smiley face. <laughs> Said nobody. Um, so uh, we might have a, a, a good dose of, uh, I don't know, Samuel Urson, Kirill Estomenko. Felix Sandstrom. Who knows? Any one of those three could be their new warm back. Back warm. Um, so back. it's uh, <laughs> the, new, <laughs> the new warm back. <laughs> My bad. Back warm. That's right. on me. Chuck Fletcher. Uh, Chuck Fletcher, yeah. Jim of the Flyers. If you're listening to me right now, I have some advice. Trade for Beck okay. Warren while his value is low. All right. <laughs> Late Perfect round Beck get it done very easily. All right. He's going to be as, as soon as Martin Jones continues to suck. You know, he'll, Beck Warren will be uh, an elite tandem goalie with Carter Hart. Trust me on this one. Yeah, late round pick. You don't even need a late round pick for Beck Warren. You could probably send him an AHL guy, and they'd be content with that. Um. So, yeah. All right. Who like who? Who could they send? They could send uh. You think you could fuse your considerations back warm off the Hurricanes? I bet you could. You probably could. You could probably send him like a guy like Gerald Mayhew, who's twenty eight, and uh, Gerald Mayhew was like an AHL All Star a couple years ago. Oh, the Iowa Wild. He's played NHL games. So even Gerald Mayhew would be a vast overpayment for back warm. (laughs) But I thought we were just touting his his incredible. Uh, potential. What about what about? Let's see. Anyways, this is nonsense. Like I'm looking for guys to trade for Beck Warm on the Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone else is like spitballing Eichel trade. It's like, oh, what if you throw in like like Keandre Miller or whatever? And we're over here like, how about Beck Warm for Samuel Urson <laughs> or Adam Clendenning? There's somebody. Um, now we're talking. Ooh. Yeah, we haven't talked about the Eichel situation, eh? Um, should we should we touch on it? I mean, like. He yeah, has why not? not been yeah, traded. Thoughts? Yeah, um, I think I've, I was actually yeah. I, I just said, "Do you want to talk?" But n- now I'm going to start talking because I was thinking about this uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, yeah, go ahead. That I feel like people are starting to get get on the Sabers, like, "Oh, you got to get him out of there," you know. And on one hand, I was thinking, like, "Well, let's wait a second. We've seen GMs be patient, and it working out brilliantly very often recently." Uh, Matt Duchesne is the, the shining example of that. More often than not, a team that waits on trading its star player uh, does well, or at least does better than they would have if they rushed into things. And that's why I was thinking, yeah, maybe, you know, I think Kevin Adams, it might be like a, a training camp situation right before training camp starts that this deal gets done and it looks good for Buffalo. But then I continued thinking and remembered that Jack Eichel's neck is in constant pain and that pretty much can't be resolved until the Sabres trade him. So maybe, you know, they should get a move on on this thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the big, that's the big, uh, 
you know, defining factor of this whole of this whole saga um, is that neck, right? Because you know, typical your 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 unhappy star players, those can be resolved uh, whenever, basically, right? You can hold him; he's still healthy, uh, and he doesn't really risk any injury in a game if you're not playing him. Um, and so, you know, you know, at that point, you can have a Matt Duchesne situation where you kind of wait, hold, and then wait for the value to rise up, um, and so that his name and his unhappiness kind of comes out of the headlines and you know is in the past. Meanwhile, this whole Jack Eichel thing, uh, there's yeah, there's no way out of this in which he we waited out, uh, and you know Jack Eichel like his unhappiness subsides. I don't see that happening because of the injury, right? Um, so at this point, he hasn't had any sur- sort of surgery yet, uh, and you know his neck is still injured. We still don't know what the treat- treatment plan is. You know, Sabers want something, uh, and, and Eichel wants something else, and so you know yeah, the, the trade needs to come, and. You know all this trade talk, and it seems that nobody can can. You know, I think what we've seen is that the market doesn't want to pay what the Sabers want for Jack Eichel, and that's probably reasonable given you know, uh, he is you know he's got that big neck neck injury kind of dangling over him, and so I think from from moving on forward here, um, you know the Sabers got to trade him ASAP. Uh, it's not getting any better. Like, if you're going to prevent him from getting a surgery, like, at this point, if you're not going to trade him now, just let him get whatever the fuck surgery he wants. You know, because, you know, it seems like he's done his research. He wants this thing that, you know, does it, he wants a surgery that hasn't really been done on hockey players, but it supposedly has a, you know, uh, what, a quicker recovery time or something like that. Um, just 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 let him get the surgery if that's what he wants, because um, if that makes him happier, that'll boost his trade value. And, and uh, like, in terms of, oh, we're concerned, well, what is his health going to be in terms of, you know, when he plays for us again? Well, I don't think that's ever going to happen. So why do you even care what surgery he gets? Um, well, in terms of, I guess, protecting the trade value, but, you know, not letting him, like, not letting him get the surgery he wants is really seriously hurting his trade value right now because he's so unhappy and he, you know, isn't getting treatment. So, uh, yeah, the Sabres really in a fucking pickle here. Um, and they won't get nearly enough for Jack Eichel for the talent that he is. But then again, you know, if you're a team that's looking to trade for Jack Eichel or t- trying to trade for a star player, I mean, now Jack Eichel's got all these kind of question marks around him in terms of his injury and all that. And, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, I think it's a, it's a risk for everybody at this point. Like, if you're trading for Jack Eichel, that's risky because of the neck. And I guess if you want to say personality issues, um, I, I don't know what the deal is there, so I can't really comment on it. Uh, but yeah. It's it's a, it's a shitty situation for for kind of everybody, and for the Sabers, uh, it's just the uh, the factory of sadness that keeps producing, that keeps going on uh, day after day. It's like a new thing, and this this Eichel thing is not going to get better. Uh, it's going to get a whole lot worse um, because uh, the yeah. the trade is inevitable at this point, and they're not doing it. Like the prime time was to do was at the draft, uh, and they they couldn't pull the trigger, and so I uh, I have a hard time seeing a happy ending here. Yeah, I've been hearing like people spitballing like ideas of which was like, why aren't the Sabres letting him get the surgery that he wants to get, even though you don't want him to get it? Uh, and none of the ideas are are that great. One of them I saw was like, oh well, that lowers his trade value because then the team acquiring him doesn't have control over the surgery he gets, and it's like, why do you think this is? Why do you think he's getting traded in the first place? It's like, if you're a team that's going to acquire Jack Eichel, but you still don't want to give him the surgery that he wants. And it's kind of like, oh, what did you do that for? He's there's he's possibly going to just say, I'm not going to play for you either if you won't let me get the surgery that uh, that uh, that I want. And the other thing uh, is like, oh, well, if this surgery, you know, 
if it because the reason I think like the Sabres doctors don't want him to get it is because they think there's I don't know some sort of like you know increased risk whether it's short term or long term and maybe if they think that risk could actually be serious they don't want to be you know accountable to that if they really don't think it's the best course of action maybe they see it as their responsibilities as as doctors not to follow through with it and I think that probably does make more sense even though uh it puts Jack Eichel into a pretty bad situation yeah yeah I find it kind of hard to believe that uh you know it's a well yeah I guess it is a medically informed decision and we have like you know two parties who are just at odds in terms of what's the the best way forward um and you know, I like, oof. yeah. So if, if you know that your doctors are not going to sign off on this um, and so, you know, okay, sure. You've made up your mind. You're not going to let him uh, have the surgery that he wants. Well, then he's definitely not playing for you again. Uh, especially you add on to the fact that, you know, Buffalo is a shit franchise who keeps losing and can't surround him with any talent um, except for $9 million, Jeff Skinner. Um, so, you know, uh, at that point, you got to trade him as soon as possible while before his value creators. Um, and in that sense, you know, they kind of like there's not much rationale in terms of holding on to him. Like, um, you know, like it, it's, it's you know, so I think, you know, it's hard to kind of rationalize. Well, why aren't they letting him get the surgery? But then if you say, well, you know, OK, maybe it's this. Well, at that point, it's hard to rationalize. Why are they keeping him at all on the team? And why don't they trade him immediately? Because, you know, waiting on a return. <laughs> Right now, um, without him getting the surgery, is is uh, is delusional. You're not. It's not gonna. There's no increased value here because from the point that you trade him, he's then gonna have the surgery, and then whatever recovery time he has afterwards, well, that well, then his new team won't have access to him, and that factors into the cost to acquire. So, it really doesn't make any sense uh, from the Sabers any way you look at it. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's what it is. Like this, this that's what this franchise is all about. You know, the team sucks on the ice, but that's mostly because of the. Uh, that really is. You can draw that straight line from from the te- the results on ice and the complete dysfunction in the in the front office. I mean, from from stupid decisions to just straight up like uh, nonsense here that, that that has no rationale. Is it time to talk about Neil Pionk? Hell yeah, it's Neil Pionk season. Let's, Let's go. go, Neil Pionk. Signs a new four-year contract, $5.875 million a year. And all the graphics that were going around, because when Neil Pionk was first traded to Winnipeg, it was in the Jacob Truba trade. Jacob Truba to New York for Neil Pionk and the 20th overall pick. And Winnipeg took it, uh, used it to take Billy Hainola. And at the time, Neil Pionk uh, sucked, or appeared to suck. That was, that was two years ago. Uh, and he immediately turned it around. In an enhanced role with the Jets. With the Rangers, he'd been playing like... A, he hadn't played much in the NHL with them, but I'm pretty sure it was somewhat sheltered minutes, and they didn't look so good. He had played like uh, like one and a half seasons with them. He had bad underlying numbers. And as soon as he gets to Winnipeg, in an enhanced role, all of a sudden, he really, you know, gets in his groove. Winnipeg saw some untapped offensive skill, and he has decidedly been uh, the Jets' best defenseman ever since getting there. And I was kind of... Surprised to see like such a big number on this contract, but after looking into it more, he appears to be worth it. Uh, he is only, though, the third highest paid defenseman on the Jets' defense, which we have criticized a fair amount over the past little while. And they now have three defensemen making uh, 5.8 or higher, including Nate Schmidt at 5.95, and Josh Morrissey, who cracked Dom LeCision's top 10 worst contracts in the NHL this season, making 6.25 until uh 2028 yeah so you know neil pionk really uh 
kind of a you know, the, the bright spot for the Jets defense over the years because uh, yeah, he was a kind of a, a laughing stock of that trade. Uh, you know, like LMAO. Who did the Jets get back for for Truba? They got a new fucking Pionk. He's got a funny last name too. Um, and uh, well, it's yeah, hard not it's to kinda... be a laughing stock when your last name is Pionk. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, uh, but he's really kind of turned around the last few years. And, uh, you know, $6 million for four years, or just under $6 million, is uh, pretty good for a guy who's 26. Um, but, yeah, the, the problem, you know, he's he's the really one of the only bright spots on that defense, you know. Um, and the problem remains basically everything else. I mean, like, you know, Dylan DeMello's a nice piece, surprisingly not taken in the expansion draft. And, uh, you know, you trade for Brendan Dillon, who I would argue is slightly overpaid. Um, and, but everybody else is like... Uh, well, what the hell is going on? Like, Nate Schmidt, overpaid, don't know what the fit is. Is he just straight up bad, or was it just a bad fit in Vancouver? Remains to be seen, but regardless, it's a $6 million risk. And as you said, Josh Morrissey is vastly overpaid for the next God knows how long. So, uh, you know, it, it is, uh, it's a, you know, it had to be done, first of all, for the Jets, you know, signing up uh, Pionk. He's an RFA, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and so, you know, you avoid arbitration, you give him, you kind of lock him up for the next four years for, I would say, a reasonable cap hit. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a needed piece of business because, uh, well, you know, he had the leverage because there's fucking this defense is still kind of shitty, um, and uh, it always has been the problem with the Jets, and uh, I like they revamped like half of it, or or maybe two pieces, one third, uh, but uh, it's still quite problematic and definitely the weak point of this roster, um, that in the bottom six. Want to just get into guess who now? It'll be a short episode anyway. We're like thirty three minutes in. Keep yeah, sure. Nice I mean, do we want to talk about the uh, the the news about the uh, like the vaccination progress uh, in the NHL? Oh, we'll oh yeah, sure. Or... You can mention that briefly. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's uh, you know like we've been wondering, well, what's the deal? You know, like vaccinated, not vaccinated, especially with a league like the NHL where you have a lot of uh, nut jobs uh, as players in terms of their you know political views and whatnot. Um, well, what's the deal in terms of, well, will they be mandated to be vaccinated? And, you know, what's the, what's the deal with the people who aren't vaccinated? Um, and I think, you know, the NHL has started to release its policies, well, or at least they're, they're starting to really debate uh, what, what it's going to be moving forward for the next season. Uh, and so, yeah, what, the latest bit of news is that uh, unvaccinated players will uh, be, first of all, similar to the NFL, I believe, um, they're looking at protocols to really kind of, you know, m- you know, like strict protocols on the unvaccinated players in terms of access to facilities, you know, isolation from their teammates and the staff and whatnot. Um, and so you really to uh, you're really kind of a, a hindrance to your team if you are not vaccinated. Uh, and uh, aside from that, we're talking about pay, potentially, uh, you know, unpaid suspensions or unpaid leaves or, you know, pay cuts. If uh, if ever uh, a couple of situations, if you ever you get COVID and you're unvaccinated and so you're you're unable to play. Um, or if you have to, like, you know, the, the situation at the border uh, is still very unclear between, you know, Canada and the U.S. Uh, if you're unvaccinated, are you allowed to uh, cross the border, right? And, and that's obviously necessary for these American teams now that we're going back to a normal regular season. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, all sorts of kind of pressures. We've seen this in, the, in other sports leagues, too, as they've, if they've started to uh, really get things going. Um, it seems that the, the players are kind of getting pressured into uh, getting the vaccine. And I think you'd agree that is undeniably a uh, a good thing. Awesome. Great. Uh, yeah, so first of all, I think that uh, anyone who chooses not to get vaccinated is uh, entitled prick, should go without saying. Uh, you know, of course, there are 
people in many parts of the world that would, uh, you know, go to great lengths to have a vaccine. And yet we have, you know, people in, in this part of the world who are celebrating that they're being disposed. So to any NHL players listening or unsure whether or not to get vaccinated, please do it because I don't want to have to sit around listening to more people saying, oh, it's, it's my choice and my freedoms are being infringed if I have to, to, to sit in a separate part of the plane or something. So, uh, yeah, that's our thought on that. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, looking forward to hearing less of those, uh, uh, idiots. All right. Um, okay. Unless there's anything else, uh, does anyone have anything to say about any other contract? Do you have any opinions? Do you have any harsh opinions or friendly opinions towards Jason Dickinson or let's move to guess who? Uh, I think the Jason Dickinson deal is fair. Uh, but I must absolutely tear to shreds the, the, Zach Ronaldo contract. Columbus, what are you doing signing Zach Ronaldo? He sucks. <laughs> See, I was I was gonna make a joke. I was going through them. I was gonna make a joke about like Carson Twarinski or something, but then I came across a deal that I actually don't like. So, Columbus, what are you doing signing Zach Ronaldo? Yeah, that's uh. And speaking of Columbus, oh, the team that we picked. What a, what a transition! The team, Crazy. The team that we Insane. picked for this week's guess who is the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, mainly because they had uh, an exciting offseason, at least so far, is the reason I took them. Um, Not that I took them, that I said, hey, why don't we do Columbus? And you were like, okay. Uh, So, here are the players. We only have two goalies this week instead of three. Uh, Jonas Korpisala and Elvis Merzlikens. And then here are the rest of the players. Zach Wierenski, Adam Boquist, Vladislav Gavrikov, Jake Bean, Scott Harrington, Dean Kukin, Mikko Lettinen, Andrew Peet, Gabriel Carlson, Jakub Voracek, Patrick Lennon, Max Domi, Boon General, Albert Bjork, Shan Gustav Nyquist, Sean Corelli, Jack Brozovic, Alex Texas, Kevin Stenland, Derek Robinson, Emil Bemstrom, Nathan Gerby, and Liam Foodie. Liam Foodie. All right. Excellent. Okay. So let me uh, let us begin. So remind me, what is the uh, – do we remember what the score is at all? Uh, yes. Let me pull up okay. that – that note um it is four wins for me five wins for you and oh five ties so if i win today okay. then we are dead even oh dear for the first time in, in months i believe so uh, all right i got oh, a lot on the line least. today i got a lot on the line today i see okay no mistakes here all right so all right pull up we randomize shout out shout out uh, and uh, let us let us do the do, randomized. All right. Okay. All right. I have my player. Uh, do you want to mute first? I will. All right. Three, two, one. My player is Scott Harrington. Okay, I'm uh, on my way back now. I have returned. Wonderful. All right. Do you want to mute? Sure. Muting my incoming audio in three, two, one. Yeah, Nathan Kirby. And I'm back. All right. Okay. So I believe since I won our uh, last match, which was Vegas Golden Knights on June 26th, I have a home guess advantage, which means that you shall guess away to start us off. All right. Okay. So uh, this week we have uh, an interesting one in that I don't have any player numbers uh, because uh, – Hockey Reference, where I usually get my 
beautiful spreadsheets and did, did not include them because it's the new the new season. So this is the first guess who of the new 2021-2022 season. Here we go. Uh, so where do I begin? Uh, an interesting question. Let us go with first name because we love that here. Uh, and uh, so yeah, we're at 25 players. Let's cut it at a nice spot. Okay. All right. So, does your player's first name, is it uh, Eunice or later in the alphabet? Yes. My player's first name is yes. Eunice or later in the alphabet. Excellent. Excellent. All right. You may proceed. All right. Speaking of uh, player numbers, uh, this is reminiscent of last year's offseason because we have a couple of players who are numberless as of now. Jake Bean and Miko Lettinen have no number assigned on Cap Friendly. Uh, maybe that'll come into play later, but not yet because right now the question is, is your player 25 or younger? My player is not 25 or younger. Ooh, all right. Fair enough. Right, that's friendly to me. Sounds like it. All right. Um, let's see. I think it looks like we have a handful of uh, Columbus draftees here. Perhaps exactly half the crop. Um, so, uh, yeah, I do believe so. So, was your player drafted by the Columbus Blue Jackets? No, my player was not drafted by the Columbus Blue Jackets. All right. See y'all later. We got, we got them imports. Final six. I've noticed we've had uh, there's there's a lot of uh, national diversity on this team. You know, oh, yeah. players from Lots Canada, the U.S., couple Swedes, couple Finns, uh, Latvia, Denmark, Czech Republic, France. Uh, so I'm gonna go with, is your player uh, from North America? My player is from North America. Excellent. So. I am. Eliminating eight Europeans, and I am now left with six okay. players, just like you. All right, we're, we're all tied up here and ready to go. Uh, okay, so next up, hmm, interesting. Uh, let's see, how do we want to split these, these up? Okay, so was your player drafted in the first or second round? Let me go check, even though I'm pretty sure I know the answer. just want to make sure I'm giving you the correct information so that I don't automatically lose the round. Uh, yes, a player was drafted in the first or second round. All right. We're down to Domi Liney and uh, Scott Harrington. Everybody's All right. Favorite. I'm going to go with, is your player from Canada? My player is not from Canada. All right, so goodbye. Three Canadians. I'm left with three Americans. Okay, as one would expect. So now we're down to the guessing stage. Everybody's favorite. Um, I've got yeah. three dudes. I've got Max Domi, Patrick Laine, and Scott Harrington. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to go with... We're going to go with a Canadian. We got two Canadians. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Is is your player Max Domi? No, my player is not Max Domi. Very unfortunate. Very very unfortunate. Okay, you may proceed for the win. Who are your options? For the, for the round one win, my options are Eric Robinson, Sean Corrali, and Nathan Gerby. I don't want to go with Sean Corrali because 
I, I, uh, because he's too notable because he was just signed by Columbus. And I don't want to go with Nathan Gerby because he's notable for being a short little shit. So I'm going to guess, is your player Eric Robinson? <laughs> uh, no, my player is not Eric Robinson. Did you just call it Nathan Gerby a short little shit? <laughs> yes, that's, that's exactly what he is. Okay. Good to know. Um, you say, uh, no, no, my player is not uh, Eric Robinson. Okay. All right. We're down to it. I got Patrick Lane. I got Scott Harrington. Um, fascinating. Two very notable players, and that one of them is a defenseman, and the other one is the second overall pick. Um, and is, is also just, just being a, a defenseman very... really notable? It, it's fascinating. I think it's fascinating. You play defense. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, so I'm going to go with is your player Scott Harrington? Yes, my player is Scott Harrington. Okay. Excellent. All right. We play for the tie here, boys. We play for the tie. Let's go. Okay. Uh, another tough choice. Do I have the new arrival to Columbus or the short little shit? Um, <laughs> I'm going to go. Is your player Sean Corrali? My player is the short little shit, unfortunately for no! you. No! Um, Why would you do this to me? <laughs> My apologies. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, well. that's, how, that's how the dice rolled. Okay. It looks like I lose the first round. How unfortunate. Um, all right. Okay. All right. Up two for round two. Okay. All right. Let's randomize once more. All right. Got a new player. Do you have yours? Yep. All right. I'll mute incoming audio in three, two, one. Got Sean Corrali. And I'm back. Okay, I am muting in three, two, one. My player is Eric Robinson. Okay, time to come back, and I have returned. And today we will be going with draft pick for round one of uh, questions. So let's see. Yeah, I, I, oh, I, I, I oh, guess first. I, okay, I guess right, first right. this time. Of course, right? First. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, time for uh, everyone's favorite. A first name question. Uh, whereas you split on the Jonas, I'm gonna split on the Jakob. Is your player's spicy. first name J A K or earlier in the alphabet? <laughs> J A K or earlier? Uh, yes. No, it is uh, later than J A K. Hot. Spicy. All right. Moving on. We have ourselves um, a number split. So, uh, was your player picked with the 54th overall pick or earlier in the draft? Um, no, my player was not picked okay. with a 54th overall pick or earlier in the draft. A bunch of late-round losers. Okay. Right. Um, Proceed. Does your player have a number that is uh does your player have a number that is 20 or less just a second here does my player have a number that is 20 or less yes uh, no my player has a number of 21 or greater 
Oh, you just gave me uh, an extra little hint. Because by saying your player has a number that's 21 or greater, you told me that your player does indeed have a number, thereby ruling out Miko Lettinen. So thank you for the extra hint. You're welcome. You're very welcome. All right. Um, okay. I'm way too. That was way too generous. What am I? What is this clown shit? Sure was. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, one second. Let me just. Okay. All right. Hmm. What a what a wait. So what was your question again? My my most your recent question, question was: Does related? your player? My question was: Does your player have a number that's twenty or less? Give me, give me a minute on that question. Uh, Wait, you already answered it, though. Yeah, I know. Let now it's just, your turn let to guess. Twice. Let me just check twice. Um, okay. What is there to check? Their number. Because I don't really trust Google. So do you usually check cat-friendly? Yeah, go on cat-friendly. Okay. All right. Oh. Also, just to make sure that we have the same information. Okay, yeah, twenty-one or later. Their name. Okay, so Google misfed me. Shame on Google, um, because their name is uh their number. Whoop, the number is twenty-one or less. Okay, so wait, if you could hit undo on that Excel sheet. Um, oh, okay. Wow. All right. So, shit. so just to be clear, I asked, uh, is the player does the player have a number that is twenty or less? And the answer is yes. Yes, the answer is yes. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. Close call there. Close fucking call. All right. Um, okay. Interesting. We got a whole bunch of spicy a spicy blend because I got out of the late round, folks. So I'm going to go, uh, is your player drafted by Columbus? I'm going to go. That's a classic one. No, my player was not drafted by Columbus. All right. See y'all later. Home squads. Okay. All right. So I have six players left. Uh, Liam yeah. Foody, Max Domi, Kevin Stenland, Zach Wierenski, Sean Corrali, Scott Harrington. Um, all of them, of course, have numbers that are less than 20. But I'm going to go with the only one who wore a number higher than 20 last year. Is your player Sean Corrali? Oh, that's devastating. What a, what a, what a, Boom! What a bungle. Uh, that's <laughs> terrible. That's garbage. Thanks, Google. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what the hell is that about? If you Google Sean Corrali number, they say Columbus Blue Jackets, left wing, 52. So uh, you were I have 52 no with idea Boston. what that's about. For shame. For shame. So now I got to pick this one out right in my ass. Um, let's go. I got one out of six. I got one out of six. I got Nathan Gerby. I have Sean Corrali himself. I have three defensemen. And I have Eric Robinson. What a fun blend. Uh, my three defensemen being Kukin, Lettinen, and Nyquist. Um, all right. Is your player... Eric Robinson. This is an atrocity. I knew you were gonna guess that immediately. <laughs> you got it. Right when you were like, you were like, you're like, oh, I have, I have two players, three defenses that I won't even bother naming, and Eric Robinson. I was like, it's done. It's over. He's gonna get it. <laughs> it's cooked. It's finished. Is it Eric Robinson? Please. Yes, it's Eric oh, Robinson. Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! Oh man, what are the odds? Well, one out of six. Those no. are the odds. You gift-wrapped it to okay. me, and you still managed to <laughs> scrape back from behind. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. Okay. Well, All right. 
But we haven't had we even though mine was much easier than yours, we each just ha- had a correct one out of six guess <laughs> consecutively. Have we ever seen that ever? I don't think so. I don't I think I I don't think either of us would have ever done a one out of six guess. Yeah, we're we're, except... we're too coward for that shit. So so oh. we'll uh we're too scared of losing. Um so uh, you know that and this never happens. Uh, unless pressed into action like like I just did. So uh, uh all right. So wow. It is impossible Please. that I outright win this round, but I must win round three outright in order to mm-hmm. uh, maintain my standing and tie the Columbus series. So I have randomized once more. So have I. All right, I'll mute my incoming audio in three, two, one. Got Emil Bemstrom. And I'm back. All right, I am muting in three, two, one. My player is Andrew Peak. All right, I am returning. All right, I have returned. Okay, so shall I guess start away? This time? Yes, All go right, ahead. Let's go. So I uh, before I was so rudely interrupted by the Sean Corrali gaff, I was on a pretty good track. So uh, I'm gonna stick with the same question. Um, is your player have a was the, were they picked 54th overall or earlier in the draft? My player was picked 54th overall. Okay. Or earlier, right, we got a bunch of we got a bunch of junior all stars. Okay, we'll find a junior all stars. Okay, wait, I just gotta my spreadsheet. Sometimes I'll have like a number in there, you know, like an an age or a draft spot, and it all of a sudden transforms it into a date. So sometimes I have to reevaluate. But I am going to go with, uh, was your player drafted forty fifth overall or earlier in the draft? No, they were not drafted that early. Devastating. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks for you. He went for the he went for it all. Um <laughs> so it sounds like you have uh one person more than me or something like that. Um in your list. Uh, I don't know what the math is. I'm not even gonna try. Alright, next up <laughs> we got ourselves uh let's see, maybe I can go country this time. Uh, let's see. We got a bunch of Canadians. I need a scratch. How many? Seven, seven people from this list. So I'm going to ask, well, was your player, uh, is your player from either, uh, Sweden or Canada? My player is not from either Sweden or Canada. Okay. All right. They're, they're from somewhere else. How spicy. Has your player ever played for another team besides Columbus? Okay. Uh, interesting question. Has my player played for, uh, I'm assuming, NHL team? Uh, yes, another NHL team. I probably should have specified that. Yeah. Um, no, they have not. Oh, that is upsetting. This is not going very well. This is this is great. What are you down to? Uh, I, I'm at eight players. Eight players. It's a bad time. Oh boy. I'm at six. So this is this is this is shaping up to be pretty pretty good. Um, all right. So let's let's get this. Oh, we got a, we got a bunch of dudes who've been drafted by Columbus or Winnipeg. Let's get the Roslovic Line combo. Um, I don't know where to go from here. So if I scratch there, then hmm, then I got interesting bunch. Okay. All right, what's your pl- is your player American? 
Yes, my player is American. Okay, all right. We're down to uh, three. All right. Three fun does guys. Your player, does your player shoot right? Oh, it seems like you... Are you splitting a 4-4 or 3-5? Just out of curiosity. 3-5. Oh, he's going for it all. He's he's going all money. Uh, so my player shoots right. Very nice. I'm down to three. Ah, uh, goddamn. And if it had been, if you had uh, picked the other one, then I would have had two goalies and three skaters. So, oh, okay, all right. It would have worked was, out okay. Okay. I so now thinking, I can go yeah. for the uh, yeah, yeah yeah I can go for the series win here, or the game win, the match win. If I can pick the correct skater out of Zachary Warensky, Jackery Roslovic, and Andrew Peak. <laughs> Jackery. And, and I, I, uh, and Drackery Peak. That's right. Andrew Peakery. Um, I'm having a hard time, um, because, uh, I'm not picking Zach Lorensky, no way in hell. Uh, and we have Jack Roslovic, who's, who's very interesting, and Andrew Peak, who is not. Um, and I would, but, but, you know, Andrew Peak's a defenseman. And when have we ever had defensemen? Uh, so I am going to go, is your player Jackery Roslovic? No, my player is not Jackery. Ah, Rosby. no, that's terrible. That's garbage. All right, the defenseman. What kind of luck is this? Proceed. All right, my turn to guess. Uh, if I guess correct here, then I tie. Uh, well, then I win, and so we tie the round. Uh, if I get it wrong, then I could still tie. If you get it wrong next round, I got Emil Bamstrom, yep. Kevin Stenland, and Oliver Bjorkstrand. And I'm not really liking this one, i got to be honest, because they all feel very feasible. Uh, particularly Bemstrom and Stenland, the less notable of the three. Uh, but I'm going to follow my heart, which has been right at least 20% of the time. So I'm going to go with... Pretty good. Is your player Kevin Stenland? My player is not Kevin Stenland. No! So here we are. Lorenzki Peak versus Bemstrom Bjorkstrand. Fun fun duo there in terms of pronunciation wise. Um I I don't want to take Lorenzki because he's just too notable. He's like the worst contract in the league now. So I'm going to take this guy that I've literally never heard of before today. Is your player Andrew Peak? Yes, and player is Andrew Peak. Oh, Excellent. I was trying. Do you want to? Did you pick up on? Yeah. Did you pick up on the fact that I was trying to psych you out by being like, "Oh, I think you're still gonna get it wrong next round," and I thought you might switch over to the to Wierenski. Yeah, no, you can't. I'm, I'm, I'm laser focused on the analytics. You're, 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 you're dangling. See, that's the thing. Even if I had, if I, had, if I was in your position, and I had given you that Sean Corrali bait, I don't know if I would have gone for it. I might have been like, "He's just throwing me off the scent," uh, and then proceeded. Uh, I am uh, unfazed by your mind games. And here we are. Do you want to take a guess? Just for, uh, I guess, posterity. Yeah, is your, player, is your player Emil Bemstrom? That's right, it is. That's right, it is. Of course. So, uh, I've never been so sure you... about anything in my whole life. <laughs> had you swayed me to pick the, the Lorenzki, you would have uh, come away with a big dub. Um, yeah. But, uh, I don't... Is there even anything I could have done to sway you to pick Lorenzki? Like, what could I have even uh, possibly said? I Unless I had pretended to slip up and have been like, oh, yeah, my player's 
number is uh, eight. Oh wait, I mean it's not eight. Yeah, something yeah, like that. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. After after that Corali thing, I was like, maybe I can replicate this in a different game, and and then but like it's actually fake. Uh, but lie. Throw yeah. Said there. Yeah, but I don't oh, know. Man, I don't want to resort to such tricks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I maybe I will, or maybe I maybe I that's might. what I want you to think. I will heavily consider resorting to such tricks, such childish behavior. <laughs> You'll never see it. Coming. I guess that's what happens. I guess uh, that's what happens when is, you're down two games. We're taking this huh? to the next level. Yeah, we're taking this to the next <laughs> level. You just wait. This is the highest level of guess who that's ever been played, and it's coming right up on this podcast uh, uh, in about three weeks' time, probably. Um, the the wild is just meta upon meta. And uh, uh, this match, this match yeah. that we're currently in, started May thirty first, twenty twenty. Isn't that crazy? crazy. What? The... Yeah, that is pretty crazy. A whole, almost an, ad... <laughs> and yet still not the, not, not before the pandemic started, which is yep, uh, still not <laughs> even weirder. Um, but uh, as I was saying, you could have offered me five bucks to take Zach Wierenski, and I would have taken him. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Um, uh, no, yeah, we're not, we're not doing anything <laughs> shady. And by the way, after Shady, today's okay. Columbus match, after today's Columbus okay. match, we are now officially halfway done the NHL teams because that was our 16th for us. Guess Who game. Has there been any player that showed up twice? I was thinking about this uh, when I was making a list. And I was like, oh, we must have done Max Domi when we did Montreal for our first Guess Who. Oh. So Max Domi has now shown up twice. And I assume there, there were go. at least a couple more with the player movement. Nice. So congratulations to those who have come twice. Um, big accomplishment, I must say. Uh, so yeah, our series continues. I'm up 6-4. If I can continue this pace, I'll win. Uh, so which true. Is pretty, which is not saying much, but uh, yeah, <laughs> when have I said anything? So, all right. Good, good, all right. good for us. Um, so Thank yeah, you. is there anything else you want to add? Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Fusion and Hockey Podcast. You can follow our podcast on Instagram at Fusion and Hockey Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter as well. Our handles are in the description. And you can watch MWCA, Musical Without a Cool Acronym, this Friday, August 20th, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Musical Without a Cool Acronym YouTube channel.